0: We'll stop. Shri Guru Chana Saroj Raja Neja Mano Mukara Sudhari Bharanau Radu Bharvimala Jaso Jodayaku Falchari Bunti Hinatanu Janike Sumiro Pavan Bal buddhi vitya devu muhi, haru kalesh vikar. Jai hanuman gyan gun saagar, jai kapisati mulok ujaagar. Ram dhuta atulit anjani putra pavan sut Mahabhila bhikrama bhajrangi Kumati niwar sumati ke Kanjana barana viraja subesa Kanana kundala kunchit keisha Hadbrach o dhwaja viraja Kande munjajane mu Sankara, Suvanake, Srinandan, Teja, Pratap, Mahajagavandhan, Vidyavan, Guni, Atichatur, Beko, Atur, Prabu, Suni, Beko, Rasiya, Rama lakana si tama na basia. Sukhmarupa dari siya hili kava. Vikat dari langa jarawa. Bima rupa dari asura sahari. Rama chantra ke kaja sahari. Laya sajivana lakana jiayi. Sri Raghubira harashi urelai. Ragupatiki ni pohote padai. Tum mama prayabara tahisa babai. Sahasabadana tumaro jasegave. Asika hi shri pati kantelagave. Sanka dek brahma munisa. Nara de sar de sahita ahisa. Jagku vera dekapala jahati. Kabi gobet kahisa ke kahati. तो भूककार सुग्रीवहि कीना राम मिलाय राज पद दीना तो भू माना सब जग जाना जोग सहस्त्र जोजन परबालू प्रभु मलि सुगम अनुग्रह तुम्हारे तेते राम द्वारे तुम रखवारे आज्ञा तुम रक्षक काहू को डर्ना, आपन तेज समारो आपे, तीनो लोक हांक ते कापे, भूत पिशाच निकट नहीं आवे, महावीर जब नाम सुनावे, नासे रोग हरे सब पीरा, Javad nirantar hanumat vira Jai, 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 sankat te hanuman chudave Man krama machan dhyan jo laave Sab par rama dhapas viraja Til ke kaj sakal tum sacha Aur manorat jo koi laave Soi avit jeevan palpave चारों जुग परताप ताप तुम्हारा है परसिद्ध जगत उजियारा साधु संत के तुम रखवारे असुरने कंधन राम दुलारे अष्टसिद्धिनों निधि के दाता, राता अस्वर्दीन जान की माता रामर सायन तुमरे पासा सदा रहो रघुपति के दासा तुम्रे भजन राम को पावे, जनम जनम के दुख बिसरावे, अदकाल रगु बरपुर जाई, जहां जनम हरि भक्त कहाई, और देवता चितन दरही, हनुमत से ही सर्म सुख करही, Suck at a cutting me days of a beer, Josu Mire Hanumata Bella beer, Jay 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 Hanuman Gosai, Krepaka Roguru Deva Kinai, Joseph Baraparte Karekoi, Chuta Ipanti Mahasukhoi, Joya Parihanuman Chalisa, Hoi, said the Saki Gorisa. Tula Sita sasada chera Ki jay natahide mahadera Pavantane sankat harana Mangala sita sahita Hridae vaso surbu Siyavar Ramachandra ki jay Umapati Mahadeva ki I can't help but recite this. There was this king who was in the quest for Sukh, joy, and he heard that there is a carpenter or guardivan or a charioter or a person who draws a chariot this very menial person who is always in eternal bliss now everybody used to talk about him now this king said he has nothing but who is this person I really want to go and meet him and see how he can be in eternal bliss now the king was very curious and wherever the kings go they don't go alone right they go with all the tam jham with them you know they have their chariots they have their ministers they have their soldiers they have their horses so with all this the clearing of the roads and everything with all this formality he reached this person the Gardivan or the carpenter this person who was sitting under his own chariot and enjoying himself he was just sitting there so now the king asked I have come to you can you please give me gyan of how to be happy? Now this guardian said, Jada, I don't have time. You go. Come another day. I am I am busy. Well, like, busy doing what? You're just sitting. That does not mean that I have time for you, right? Whatever I am doing is my business. You go. The minister said, How can you talk to a king like that? He said, King Hoga apnaji. Like, this is his kingdom. Well, like, King Hoga is kingdom. ka. I don't care, he's not my king. Go. I don't want to give you gyan come some other day. So when should I come? The king said. Maybe tomorrow. Again the king with all the formalities, with all the calm jam with him, he came again the next day. He said, no, I'm not in a mood today, going. Now the king kept coming. Third day. And soon something happened to the king. He said, I'll go alone. He got on his horse with his crown and everything and he went. And the guardian looked at him, he said, no, I don't have time. Come some other time. He said, I'm the king. I'm also busy. I've been coming every day. I have been sparing my precious time for this. He said, so what? I don't have time. Go. He went away the king. Now the king could not figure out what to do. He had been coming every day. It had been quite a while now. And this man is not revealing the secret of his eternal bliss and he seems to be always in bliss and he gives the secret to many people. But why isn't he giving it to the king? He thought. Now this king again decided that let me just leave the horse also. He walked. He walked tediously. He finally reached. But this person said, Time nahi hai. But he said, There are other people sitting around you. You're talking to them. I'll just sit next to them. He said, Go away. Just go away. Don't sit, please. And again, the king went back. He said, What am I doing wrong? What is wrong? There's something wrong that I'm doing. Why hasn't he? Sharing what he's already sharing with everybody, with me. What is the problem? The problem must be in me. Now the king started thinking. He thought and thought and thought. And then the king opened his crown He put it away. His expensive clothes, he put them away. Everything, he put them away. And then without his slippers, he walked. Like a normal man. And on that journey, somewhere he forgot that he was a king. Because nobody was greeting him, also. He, nobody saw him like that. And with all that walking and all that dirt flying on him, finally reached there. And he sat down on the floor, a dusty floor. This Gadiwan was sitting on the dusty floor, right? Under his chariot, under whatever he was making, he was sitting. And the king sat down and he just looked at him. He waited quietly. <coughs> And then this person said, good, you have come, 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 let's start. Let's start. And then he started telling the secrets. Is it that easy to get the secrets? No, not everybody gets the secrets. It's, these saints are very moody. They won't open their mouth if they don't want to. Only when they see a deserving candidate, they open their mouth and reveal the deepest secret of this universe. But for that, you cannot come like a king. You have to come like a nobody. And when the king decided to come like a nobody, the teacher said, okay, then he is ready. When he is a nobody, he is ready to become somebody. When he is already somebody, what will he become? (coughs) Only a nobody can become somebody, right? When somebody is already a somebody, how can he become anybody? Because he is already there, right? I am that. And the king wanted to know about bliss. Is it that easy to know one place? And then the, this person sitting under his chariot on the floor and this king who was nobody now was sitting on that same dusty floor and then he started and then though you can know what happened. Beautiful, isn't it? Shuktev Muni, he was born from a dead egg with got Chetna because of Bhagavad. Because Shriji was reciting the Bhagavatam. Why was that egg still there? Because it was not alive. They did not throw it out because it was dead. And he got this Chetna from this Bhagavatam. But look at him. Where was he sitting under the garbage can waiting for Raja Janak? And Raja Janak also revealed what he wanted to reveal when the Sukdevji Maharaj, who is beyond everything, became a nobody. So the essence of it is Many, many, many people. Vedviyas ji also got the secret from Narad Muni when he became a nobody. And he said, I don't know. Narad Muni left and right criticised his work, which he had put all the effort in doing. Vedas, Brahma Sutra, Purans. He criticised his work. But he was a nobody. So he said, okay, tell me. So now tell me the corrective measure. He said, no, your work is not wrong. finally, But this is missing. So he became a nobody, Vedvyas is one of the avatars of the Lord we will study later. And Narad Muni, was it easy for Narad Muni to know what he knew, he also had to become a nobody. Now let's get ourselves back to nemisharanya where uh, Sutta Ugrishrava, the son of lomarsha is sitting. Shona with his 28,000 disciples are sitting and they are questioning. Now Swami Shonak Muni said, you have told us about everybody. Right? But you said that Narad Muni also had to become a nobody. But how could Narad Muni become a nobody? But Narad Muni was a, what? Mind-born son of Brahma. So he was already a somebody when he was born. How could he become a nobody? And what did he do to become a nobody? So, Chirja said, yes. Very important. Narad Muni. Now, Narad Muni and he was going around and he came to Vedvyas, and he was criticizing Vedvyas. Vedya's was listening. And he said, okay, fine, I'll write. But now Narad Muni, you tell me about yourself also. He was also curious to know about Narad Muni, right? Narad Muni, everybody knows go. He's a saint. He's a mind-born son of God. He goes around doing Narayan, Narayan. He is not stopped by. He's beyond the gunas. He's beyond the four points. He can go anywhere across the universes. But how did he become him? Because when Narad Muni... Came out of the mind of Brahma, the objective was to create the world, right? So, with that objective, Narad Muni was brought into the mind, into the world. But Narad Muni decided not to get into that path. He wanted to be a saint. So, it all started when there was nothing. At the beginning of all, there was nothing, right? Scientifically, also, what was there? Before there was something? Nothing? There was nothing or there was something that we don't know. Now, but There were dinosaurs, so humans were not always there. Right? Before the dinosaurs something must be there. Mm-hmm. So there was a point when there was nothing. Shunya. And that nothing was also something which wanted to become something and he wanted to feel something. It's a beautiful narration, it's a beautiful depiction they do that this nothing wanted to feel love. He was alone, he was lonely, he wanted to feel love. So some say with a smile, some say with a Om, some say with a big bang scientifically, the world happened. And it just did not happen like that. It is said that first of all, what appeared was Sheshna. He was closed. There was nothing in him. He was totally closed. And for years and years together, there was no movement. He was in constant inertia, nothing was happening. But after thousands and thousands of years, suddenly Shesna opened. And what was there inside? Vishnu was lying inside, again dormant, no movement, nothing. He was also thinking and thinking and thinking. Nothing moved, nothing happened. Vishnu was in that state for a very long time. Then, suddenly from the belly button, the nabi, came a beautiful lotus plant. And then it was closed for a very long time. It gradually opened. Who was sitting in it? Brahman, mm-hmm. He did not know why he had been created. He was excited quietly thousands of years of quiet, blissful, peace, meditation into why, what, why? Vishnuji did not know, Shesna did not know, Brahma did not know. Finally, gradually, some chetna, some understanding of their existence came into them. Some existence, why, what? And then, with this knowledge, Vishnu woke up, his eyes opened, his nidra went away. And when Vishnu's nidra went, goes away, the creation happens, right? And Brahma started creating. In the split of his anger or anything, we say Shinji came out. This is how it is narrated in grants which are dominated by Vaishnavites. There might be a different narration and grants dominated by shavyaids, but it is not wrong. All narrations are right. So, and then he started to create. Marichi, the Sakta Rishi, so many ishis came out of Brahmaji's mind. Now here says that I was one of them. I came out of Brahmaji's thought, the mind-born son of Lord Brahma. And Brahmaji said, Beta, <coughs> You have been born. To make the world go around, you know, we need people. Go on, get into the ashram, We need lots of children. We need this world to blossom. That is the purpose of your creation. Brahmachi refused. Sorry, Narachi refused. He said, no, no, no. My Ruchi is not in that. I don't want to do that. said, <coughs> what do you mean? What's so wrong in this? World? No, no, no. I just want to go around singing the glories of the Lord. (coughs) I just want to just keep diving in the bliss of the Lord. And I refused to enter the Grahastashram at any cost. Now Brahmaji got very agitated. He said, but that was your purpose. And you're refusing. If everybody starts refusing, what will happen? Brahmaji said, you'll be punished for this. Aradpunish said, punished for this? Yes, you will be punished for this. And he was born as a Gandharv, celestial beings who play beautiful music. He said because you want, just want to go around playing your Veena, singing the glories of the Lord, then you will be born as a celestial being doing just that. Gandharv, become a Gandharv then. If that is what all you want to do, just become a Gandharv. Narad Muni became a Gandharv, not knowing. He used to play music, dance, enjoy. Everything and he would play the Lord songs, other songs. One day when he was performing, it just so happened that he was a very good performer. Okay, he was a very good artist at that. And he was performing, and suddenly he got distracted by the beauty of a lady who was also performing with him. You know, there were a lot of girls around him. He was playing and he got distracted and he lost a beat. But that is all he wanted to do. But again he got distracted, he lost a beat and at that time the dev lok got very agitated. He said, how can your mind be so polluted that you are getting distracted by looking at another woman? Why can't you focus on your work? You are not fit to be a Gandharva also. Naradmane, not fit to be a Gandharva. The mind born son who was not fit to be the, the rishi that he wanted to be was deeming he became a Gandharva. Now they are saying he is not even fit to be a Gandharva fine he said now you will be born as a shudra we we read about all the four castes right so you will be born as a shudra and Muni was born in the house of a maidservant look at the destiny how he came down there she was alone mother there was no father she used to earn her living cleaning other people's houses barely could meet her daily requirements how much was she earning nothing but she loved her son very much and she would do whatever she could to give him a better life but unfortunately she couldn't she was dependent she did not know how to do it but then she tried and she really loved her son she was totally attached to her son so attached that she could not think anything beyond. And once, her boss called her and said, "A lot of saints are coming, and I want you to, be, you know, look after the saints. You have to take care of them, wash after them, clean after them, prepare meals for them. You have to do all this now. Mind it. Now, shudras are not supposed to do this, but the Grant is saying they were. She was so. That's why." understand how we are going wrong in our interpretation. Now Shudra lady, she was called and she said, you have to look after the Brahmins who are coming. Now this boss did not want to look after them. So she was appointed. We always appoint people to do the work. So she was appointed and she said, you will have to look after them. Now her little son, where would the son go? Four, five years of age, he followed his mother. So day and night, the saints would stay there. Now saints normally don't stay in one place, right? They keep moving from one place to another. But it is said that they take Kshetra Vanvas during Chaturmas when it rains. Because it's difficult to travel. So these saints, this Saint or Ma boss gave them accommodation. He gave them help and they were staying over there and there was a place where they could actually do their rituals. So this four months of Kshetra Vanvas, this lady was supposed to look after their needs. So she did a good job and her son who was by nature very quiet. Somehow, Narad Muni is telling Vyasji that I was very quiet by nature. I was not like an ordinary child of my age who is 4 and 5. I used to be very docile, very quiet, very timid. I would help my mother. I was not naughty. I would not go out to play. Somehow, that tendency was not there in me. I don't know why and I would help her in all the works and I would sit and listen to the saints. Four months. I would sit and they would chant I would listen to them. When they would read, I would listen to them, I would look at them, observe them, their way of life, what they did, what they not did, how did they behave, how did they eat, how did they pray, what were they talking about, they had discourses going on and I would just sit there and listen. And after they would finish eating, my mother would say, my dear son go, take away the dishes, put them away, their patals and I would do that and one day the saints gave me the permission to eat from their very plates, after they had finished. So what I used to do was, I would eat from that plate. Just imagine how poor he was. I would just eat the leftovers of the saints. Many a times they do that puja and keep it aside, many a times something is left. Normally what would be left? Only that which is kept aside? Because a saint would actually clean his plate with water or intentionally would leave something behind for the child. We don't know. But then what he started doing was, while clearing up the table, he would eat from their plates also. And this went on. He spent those four months blissfully in the company of all these saints. And then the Chaturmas got over and it was time for these saints to leave and this boy started crying. He said, please don't leave me and go. I don't want to live here. I want to go with you. I want to learn from you. I want to listen to you. Why are you leaving me here? I don't want to be here. A four or a five year old child. Is crying. He said, you have to be with your mother. You are a young boy. How can we take you and go? He said, no, 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 please, please. Take permission from my mother and just take me. That is where I belong. I know something is telling me that I don't belong here. Please take me. But the saint said, no, my dear child. This is not possible. You have to be with your mother. How will she live without you? Now the child said, take He said, then what do I do? just continue doing what you are doing. The saints went away and this mother, same life again. She used to look after him, feed him, love him, take care of him. And Muni realized that there was so much of love for him, so much of attachment I should say for him that he could not leave her and go also although he wanted to. So he was obliged to stay because of his mother's attachment because he was born to her and she was attached to him and she was trying her best to raise him he was obliged to stay because of her but again he would keep thinking what am i doing here why am i here and his mother would raise him attached totally attached head over heels in love with her child and one day it just so happened that she stepped out of the house at night she told her child I'll be back in a while you stay I'll get some milk, I'll milk the cows and I'll get something for you to drink, probably there was nothing else to eat in the house. So she went and in the darkness of the night, she stepped on a snake, the snake bit her, she died on spot, leaving behind this five year old child, she died, helpless little boy, nobody to look after him. Whatever little he was getting also, he did not get after that. Okay. But Narad Muni, all the final rites of his mother were done. He used to look at her, sit, think. And then one day he thought, now my mother is gone. It was only for her, her binding attachment to me, that I was obliging. Why am I still here now? What is stopping me now? There is nothing to stop me now. He started walking. This little boy of five, who had no sense of the directions, nothing. He started walking. He walked in the little direction they say. And he used to walk around, look at the valleys and the seas and the flowers blossoming. Sometimes you'll come across beautiful gardens and you just look around Sometimes he'd look at deep lakes, fishes, and sometimes the grooves were so beautiful that he'd just sit down, thinking about the Lord, thinking about the saints, thinking about what he had learned from them. And he kept walking in the netherly direction throughout. And the beauty in the north was so beautiful, he said, in the direction he was walking. But suddenly one day, he came across a dense, dark jungle, The jungle was so dark that he did not know what to do. He got scared. He was a little boy. He did not know what to do. So he went slowly and there he saw that this jungle was vicious. There were vicious animals, snakes, foxes and he could hear all that and it was pretty dark. And he was a bit scared. He did not know where to go. So he went and he sat under a tree, quietly. And while sitting under a tree, he started thinking about what the saints had taught him. Why did he actually start walking in another direction? And he sat down. And this little boy focused his mind on the divine which is within, as the saints taught him. Sat down and he started thinking and thinking and thinking and meditating on the divine which is within him, which is in his heart, as the saints taught him. And he sat and he focused and he focused and he focused. This little five-year-old boy with his little, little hands, little, little feet. He's sitting a bit scared. But suddenly with this focus which it went inside, the fear went away. No fear was left. And he started focusing within. On the divine which is within. And when he was focusing on the divine which is within, something magical happened that figure which he was focusing on that divine which he was focusing on that form which he was focusing on came right in front of him and stood as if it was itched on his heart and he just wanted to hold on to that thought he did not want to move he just wanted to keep looking at that form but then the form vanished for a second that form came and the form vanished and then what happened? When he looked, the form vanished. He opened his eyes and looked around. He did not know what to do. He looked around. He said, where is he? Where is he? He closed his eyes again. Went back down into meditation again. Started thinking again. But then what happened? Nothing. Started thinking and thinking and thinking and thinking. Started trying and trying and trying and trying. But that form was never coming again. Then, out of sheer love, there was a voice. "Is my dear child, you're not ready yet. I showed you my form, only to ignite attention in you, nothing else, ignite the desire in you. You're not fit yet, your body, neither your mind, is fit to see me in that divine form. It's fit to knowing me in that divine form. The journey is very far. But now that you have tasted a glimpse of that eternal joy, that glimpse will keep you going throughout this life and throughout other lives. And you will not stop till you reach that entire divine form again. But right now is not the time. You see, then when will the time come? Narad Muni was lucky, probably. The divine said that once you leave this form, this body of yours, that time will come. (coughs) So Narad Muni was taken. He said it will come, right? And he started roaming around, effortlessly, without any agenda of his own, thinking about the divine, singing his glories, cleansing himself. Wherever he would get a chance, he would sit down and listen to him. He did not stop. He would go around and around thinking about the joys of that one vision that had come in front of him. And life went on like that. And then came the day, very effortlessly, lost his body. And it is said, Narad Muni says, that when I came out, I was light. I looked down, my bondages were gone was not bound anymore. And at that time it just so happens that the creation was just going to sleep. What I did was, my soul entered that. Vishnu, it's just about to sleep. I went in. I went in straight into the Navi. And then I stayed there for thousands and thousands of years. Thousands of kalpas, thousands of chaturyogs went by and I was there. And then that divine decided to open his eye again. When he opened his eye, and again the lotus came out, and Brahmach opened his eye, I came out as the Manasputra Narada. She was just looking at his journey. From then on, I'm not bound. I go from yoke to yoke, from kalp to kalp, from universes to universes. I go around singing the glories of the joy. Nobody stops me. Nobody hinders me. Nothing is happening. I'm free. This is about me, Yastri. And how did I become free? I was a little Shudra boy. I did not know much. All I knew was Hari Bhajan. (laughs) So write something for people like me, who don't know anything. Kalyug is setting in. Tapas is difficult. Commitments are difficult. Austerities are difficult. Show them an easy path. Show them the dharma of bhakti and write, write, and this Narad Muni disappeared. Again, on his journey, doing Nara and Nara singing the glories of the Lord. Beautiful, isn't it? The small story of Narad Muni covers almost everything that has to be told. What are we taking away? Because there's a lot to take away. What are we taking away from Narad Muni's? To me? Just think about his journey. Think about how he went around. Think. <coughs>
1: End end result or end state. It's the whole process that yes. matter. A process matters. The process. The process is the most important journey, not where you are getting to, not the end result.
0: The process. Yes. The entire journey, journey is important. Not the destination. Because there is no destination to reach ultimately, right? There is that there is no distance, no destination. Still if you see he hasn't reached anywhere
1: he's still journey. doing his journey he's still taking rounds he's still learning he still goes back comes back falls down gets
0: up he yes he sense. fell he falls down many a times we'll done keep done reading time. about how he falls down again, yeah. again again he gets up and then he starts yeah. so okay one point yes so it is a journey that one should start enjoying don't be in a hurry to reach the destination yes what else
1: that. I think that it's not necessary that you need to know all the
2: plants or all the knowledge, just with bhakti also you can find that divinity. It's just that your commitment and your shraddha should be there, You okay, know, it's going to happen, you know. He didn't lose hopes uh, in spite mm-hmm. of so many hopes and everything
0: said, no, I'm going to achieve it. Shraddha is, yes. Shraddha is very. We all know about Eklavya and Dronacharya, right? We all know about Eklavya and Dronacharya. Dronacharya refused to teach Eklavya. What did he do? He made a murti of Dronacharya. And what did he do? He put his Shraddha there and he bound knowledge to come out. So that means with Shraddha you can compel the truth to reveal itself. Eklavya is a living example of how? There was nothing. Dronacharya was not there. The Guru refused. No. I can't. I want to. As much as I know I want to. I don't. I can't. I am bound. I won't teach you. He begged. He pleaded. Finally he went to the jungle and made Dronacharya's murti, Putting him in front of himself with that Shraddha, that Vishwas, that Bhav. He became such a good. He became better than Arjun. And then what happened, we all know, isn't it? He was asked to give away his right thumb, but what gave him that knowledge? Shraddha, Vishwas in his Guru and the Guru was also not there and he got, he made knowledge, he compelled the knowledge to reveal himself. So Shraddha is very, very essential. Time and again we will read how? Just by having Shraddha and Vishwas, everything in the universe gives them through you and is compelled to impart. Agreed. What else?
1: I think um, Ahankar also uh, is one reason. You know, when you are reduced to nobody, you know, your Ahankar stops you from doing. <coughs> So when you're reduced to nobody, only then maybe you will earn the eligibility to actually receive the true knowledge and know about the truth. So when muni was reduced, you know, from Gandhar, Gandhar to Shudra to nobody, you know, that is where I think he's um, he's like a clean slate and he's receiving everything. He he was anyways hungry to know a lot of things. So he was absorbing everything. So, Ahankar is
0: something maybe. Very true. Maybe somewhere he said, I don't want to be a grasta. Somewhere he had that menial look towards that entire process, which was not required. You don't have to look down or demean something to elevate something else, right? That is a normal tendency. But not only that, look at the process. He was born divine, right? He was born at a very elevated level. And look at how his demise happened. From that Manasputra, he went down to a Gandharva and then to a Shudra. So, somewhere that demise, that path, what is that path? Is that path a path of natural birth? Is that? Or we are. Whatever we are, all the four varnas, is it because of our karma? Is it because of our thought process? Just being born in a Brahmin family makes me a Brahmin? Just being born in a Shudra family makes me a Shudra? Just being born in a Kshatriya family forbids me from becoming, becoming a Maharishi? Like Vishwamitra? One birth. Why are we assuming that it was a
2: demise?
0: Why are we assuming that it is a demise again, but for once let's assume it is a demise first. When your qualities start going down, our Varna system never talked about birth. From birth somebody is like that. It is all based on your qualities. We have this tendency of forming a path. Just because of your tendency, you say, okay, this block is a Brahmin, this block is a Shudra, this block is a Shudra. No. It is because of your tendencies. So nobody has been demarcated like that. And he was learning from that level, he could elevate his soul again, right? From a Manasputra, he became a Shudra. And from the Shudra, he became a Manasputra again. That quality, he can bring it down, you can bring it up. And we oscillate between these qualities every single minute, every single day, don't we? Today, right now, you might be so divine that you are at that level. Later on, when you are in the kitchen and you saw, see an ant, you could just tuck, kill it. Or use that Lakshman Rekha without thinking you are hinsak, you are a Shudra. We used to use Haldi, we use Haldi, isn't it? Namak dal do, haldi dal do, maar rayo, shudra, this is the quality, so that oscillation that we go through, what happens is slowly, this oscillation has to stop, from this we go down to this, then we go up, then we go down, there is like, in a human birth when this is there, it is death, but when you become like this, you are beyond death. So somewhere his journey is showing us, stop that oscillation. First thing there is no caste and cream. second it is all within you. See where you are. Stop that oscillation. Why
2: are the Varnas created on? what
0: do you mean by quality? Varnas were created on? based on the jobs. jobs and they were also created a lot later. It is said that Vedas initially. Uh, when uh, Vedvyazji started writing, he realized that suddenly the Vedas are not allowed to be read by everybody, only the Brahmins can read it. Now to break that, just imagine how many years back, suddenly this thought had started coming in. So to break this cycle, he wrote the Bhagavatam, he wrote Mahabharat so that everybody can reach that knowledge. So just imagine Vedvyaskapu, I think. So is there anywhere in our thing that this particular person cannot read this particular? Even, even Brahmins
2: were not
0: Brahmins by birth, yes. by knowledge. By knowledge. So
2: it was never Especially a, Vishwamitra. It was
0: Vishwamitra was a kshatriya. Yeah. Right? And we in Ramayana we studied how in the single birth he became a Brahmin, right? Yeah. How? By his Tendencies, the qualities within you.
1: So that's what I'm asking you. <coughs> uh, jobs. jobs. Jobs were the reason uh, that, okay, if I uh, wash clothes very well, I'm this class of people who mm. are washermen. Right. And White collar, blue yeah. collar. Okay, okay. So that's. Now you say that, okay, because I have a quality of, uh, say, washing clothes, for example, uh, I belong to that caste. Mm-hmm. That's what you mean by no, That property.
0: is what I am saying or, We should or by detach broken. ourselves from that meaning
1: Yeah.
0: That is what I am trying to say We are not Shudras by our profession We are not Brahmins by our profession Which has been fed into our mind yeah. Get away from it You are Shudra or Brahmin Or Kshatriya or Vaishya By your quality And again in that quality We have started saying This is the highest level, this is the lowest level So all I am saying is go beyond the names and forms, your qualities form you, that's it. Over here also it is just trying to say that this particular person's cycle went like that. That's it. (coughs) (coughs) Nothing else. In fact
2: Ramayana, when Kekari sent Bharat to to Vanvas, Bharat came and said to his mom that you behave like Shudra because that was the quality what she
0: exhibited. So that sure. was
2: just her thought,
0: how you behave, so, it was
2: never...
1: Um, so what we
0: have yeah. done is, we have assigned these four things to jobs, which is not the truth. That's
1: true. And, yes. um, again, when we... Yeah. So this this thing of quality is creating a subjectivity in your mind, that shudra has to do something yes. which is menial or which is Back. not Back. as at par with the Brahmins or, you know. So that's what... My thing is that it is just, if you have to take it as a job, thing of division of labor has been a part of every society. Right. It needs to be done. It's right. the, it is the need. Right. And somebody has to pick up the garbage. Somebody has to read right. the books and teach children. Somebody yes. has to clean the house. Right. Somebody has to cook. So, uh, but that doesn't mean uh, he has a bad quality or no. bad thoughts. Not at all. Correct. Not so quality is a word which, uh, in it, which to me sounds very subjective.
0: Right. it is subjective but over here don't go back to that division of labor we are talking about these four varnas in the form of your innate qualities in the sense what is your mental tendency how what is your pravarti, yeah. how hinsak you are yeah. how good you are how in oneness are you with your surroundings so we will for now when we are doing bhagavatam we'll drop that idea of these four Varnas in the form of work. We will refer to these four Varnas in the form of our inert qualities, innate qualities. How pious we are. So yeah. sorry.
1: So uh, if I am very hinsa, that means I'll be a very good kshatriya? Would
0: it mean? No. What makes a good kshatriya? What is okay, suppose if you say I am a kshatriya. Kshatriyas were kings. So a hinsa Prani will never be a good Kshatriya. You have to have the quality of protect to be a good Kshatriya. That fighting is just a byproduct of saving. A good Kshatriya would not even take out a weapon if not needed. So that's what. So what is the actual? So Kshatriya is not a good fighter. So what is the quality
1: of a, for example, say, what? Uh, is this, this
0: Varna system. Just take it like this for now. When you are one with the Lord, hmm. you are at that level okay. and slowly you fall down. A Brahmin, normally if it comes to your mind, would be, what, what picture comes to your mind when I say it's a Brahmin, not today's Brahmins, general, what picture comes to your mind? Learned fellow. Learned fellow, what kind of a learned fellow, enlightened fellow, somewhere he knows the tattva-gyan. And when that knowledge becomes lost gradually, at that last level, and their knowledge is not there, certainly. Weren't
2: the Brahmins uh, supposed
1: to give up knowledge for no uh, fee, and then they
0: would live off the alms that people would give? So, up. a so person who has like, no, no, does he not, does not collect. He just know. wants to impart. He loves everybody. But now, are the Brahmins doing that? <laughs> Brahmins are also going to office and working, right? Yeah. To Ideally, they are not supposed to do that. So let's not mix it. The profession will not mix. The tendency, the inner tendency of love for everybody, that knowledge, that understanding, that understanding of the self, I would say. When you are in total understanding of the self, you are there. And slowly when you start falling, you are done. does it clear it a bit. Think about it. So for now, what we have done is we have divided it into four and we hold on to it. The minute somebody says, Shudra, you say, oh. Those, no. The minute somebody said, Shudra, you should have those qualities in the mind. Kya Okay. Okay. So this person must be Hinsak. Then you won't say Kshatriya. Kshatriya is not Hinsak. Kshatriya protects. Okay. If you want to, if you say, talk about Kshatriya, Kshatriya protects. Kshatriya's main tendency is not to hurt. Brahmin's main tendency does not even need to protect. He sees one in everybody. Think about it from that perspective and then bring it down so the varna system wherever we are mentioning the varna we'll talk about our innate qualities even the same beautiful thing you told about Yugas also that in
1: the yes, same life we are
0: coming like there uh, also uh, yes
1: many Yugas you live in the same every
0: yuga every yuga really has a quality yeah. when was uh, bhagavatam written it was written in dwapar now satyu all these three yugas now Shonaji also had these questions, to be very honest, it's very beautifully defined. Shonaji asked, asked, what do you mean now, Ki, why if that is nothingness created so much and how did that nothingness created so much? So Swami said, he created so much with three tendencies, tamas, rajas and sattva. And these three tendencies, he created various. He created a Vishnu, he created a Shiva, he created a Viranji. Not only this, he went down to create more people. He went down to create Prajapatis. he went down to create Manus, he went down to create so much. Create se he, he became so many. And in every yoga, the quality again, rajas, tamas and sattva varied. In that, in satyog, satyog was, sattva was highest. You went down to Treta. It came down a little. And Rajas was still there. Tamas was still there. You went down to Dwapar. Sattva was going away. When Krishna came, you know what was the situation, right? When you read the Ramayana and you read the Mahabharata, you can see the difference even if you are a layman in the qualities, in the nature, in the characteristics, in the morals. And then, now is Kali Yuga. What is left? What is Kali Yuga? We also oscillate like that. Sometimes we are all sattvic, 100%. Sometimes the Rajasic tendencies take over. Okay, kya farak paddha hai, Sometimes we are totally tamasic. We are shouting, we are yelling. We are angry, we are jealous. We are lazy, we are ignorant.
2: In this one life, also hmm.
0: to reach that divine yes. state.
2: So, all this varnas which you are saying, we yes. have found it, ke, oh, I can just be a teacher. I cannot do a ha, So, that's
0: why we, have, we are moving away from those varnas now. No, we no, are no. not will, no, going to talk about it at all. Those are the qualities now. For our Bhagavatam throughout, we'll refer to varnas as qualities. Now, Rajas, Tamas, and Sattva are the three qualities. Now, the Lord created himself, manifested himself in many forms. With use of Rajas, Tamas and Sattva. These three qualities. But the Lord is beyond this. Isn't it? Isn't the Lord beyond this? Or is he bound by these qualities? Again, Sutta is asking. These are there in this book. I am not saying anything from myself. It is, uh, is the Lord bound by Sattva, Rajas or Tamas? No. He is beyond Sattva, Rajas and Tamas. We also have to move beyond Sattva, Rajas and Tamas. Understandable, you will say. We can move beyond, beyond Tamas. Tamas is generally bad. So of course you have to give away Tamas, right? That laziness, that jealousy, that anger, all the vices. You have to give it away. Then you move to Rajas. Rajas is again, you know, lavish. Sanchez, you know, when you start gathering, you wonder you're not harming anybody. But yes, somewhere you're gathering everything. And then you move out to the Sattva level. Where you have become pious, you're good, you're nice. But then, why do you have to give away your sattva also? That is good, isn't it? That
2: also
0: has an ego, good ego. Sattva also, that point, you have to reach a point where you stop demarcating things as good and bad. It takes effort. For our convenience, we say this is good, this is bad, this is good, this is bad. And you start moving up gradually. And at a level, at sattva, you become good somewhere. But then it becomes a hindrance. Not only does it have an ego, Ki, I am so good, I so do this, I wake up early, I, 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 I. Somewhere that I is binding you now. Because ultimately, who are you to justify what is good and what is bad? Because that one which became many is beyond good and bad. So how do you rise beyond that sattva also and reach a state of just being without judging, just being without analyzing, just being without lamenting, just being without asking, just being where there is no good and bad for you anymore, there is no justification anymore, there is nothing anymore. And you have to leave, drop that sattva. So this very beautiful example is, when you have a nail in your heel or a thorn, what do you do? You take that needle to take it out. Isn't it? Our mothers used to just take it out slowly. Then what? You hold on to that needle and walk around. This is my needle. This is sattva. It helped you. (coughs) Done its job. Now throw it. Because when you throw that sattva also, You realize the self which is beyond rajas, tamas and sattva and you are beyond these three. But because of maya, Maya, mayapati is maya, we see duality. We see rajas, we see sattva, we see tamas because he has created it in this manner. Maya is rajas, tamas, sattva. Maya is that four varnas. Maya is duality. The minute the duality ends, that light from within starts shining. And that which is beyond all this has created this Maya of duality, where there is Sattva, Rajas, Tamas, where there is good and bad, where there is nice and wrong, where there is division everywhere you see we will create boundaries and create divisions because Beyond that maya, there is no division, no boundary, nothing. There is only one. And when you talk about knowledge, what is true knowledge? We keep saying gyan, 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 right? True knowledge is one without a second. And that knowledge came to Naraji. One without a second. When there is no duality, there is only one that is true knowledge. What is bhakti dharma then? What is dharma? How do we define dharma?
1: Sorry, uh, when you say duality, you mean everything is me and I am everything. Is that what it means?
0: The Lord is a seed. Again, this example is there. The Lord is a seed. And from the seed comes out the trunks, the leaves, the branches, the fruits, the flowers, the plants. If we take a normal plant seed. And that is the seed. The Lord is the seed. From which comes out everything. And which. In which everything will go. Before him also. Before this world also he is there. After this world also he will be there. Now also it is in him only. It is that seed. From which everything comes. And everything will go. That is the divine self and the Divine Self manifests himself. Kabhi he becomes muni Kabhi he becomes Krishna. Kabhi he'll dance like Rama. And then, kabhi he will become Vedvyas, Kabhi he'll become Rishabdev, Kabi Kabhi he'll come as Brahma. Kabhi he'll come as Buddha. 23 such are Kumars, All these avatars, 23 of these avatars have been discussed over here in Bhagavatam as we go forth. And it's clearly said, That it is not only these 23 forms in which I have come. But okay, these were the great forms. So we are mentioning it here 23 forms. But there are so many of me. Like when you look at the fire, there is wood, right? And then the fire is there. Because there are separate, you take away the sticks separately, so there is separate fire. But is that fire not the same? It is one fire. But just because you've taken it in different sticks, you won't say that this fire is different from this fire, is it? Try to visualize, it's there a bonfire and you put the fire there, one flame becomes many, right? And then you remove those sticks. So what, it was that one flame, right? So that one seed comes down. So he says, I take many avatars: Vishnu, Brahma, Mahesh, then I become Prajapati, then I become Manu. then I become your Rishabhadev, then I become your Buddha, then I become your Krishna. And then some people will say Because we Again are bound by names and forms We can't think beyond names and forms Can we? The only time we can think beyond names and forms Is after a level when we think about the Lord That one Other than that if you sit Analyze when you are talking Everything will have a name Everything will have a form When you describe something It will be with name and form Can you describe something Or talk about something without name and form? Analyze for yourself and you'll know. You can't. The only thing that you can talk about without name and form is the Lord. Isn't it? You can talk about him with name and form also and you can talk about him without name and form also. That is bhakti Dhar. Because only with that, without that duality of name and form, you can rise above all this. Till you start till you start analysing all these grants with name and form, divisions, you won't reach that end. Because he is without division. When somebody does not have a name and a form and a division, how can you analyse him with name, form and divisions? Can you? Think about it. Just think about it. He said, I take various forms. And sometimes, the qualities exhibited by some are, we say, 64 quality Hence, Akka, he is full avatar. Ramji, 62, 63, 60 qualities. Hence, he is dharma avatar. Narsinga is maybe partial avatar. Or somebody is a amsha. How are we saying? Now, think deeply. How are you calling somebody a poor avatar? Somebody a dharma avatar? Somebody a some avatar? You know, every avatar has certain qualities again. So Krishna exhibited certain qualities and it's very simple, we keep telling the children that for their sake we say all good is equal to God, right? So you keep eliminating some bad in you, then you're still an avatar, isn't it? You are a ray of his and that is what he's saying. I'm infinite and I take infinite avatars. but that one wave, be it Krishna or Ram, Who realizes that he is not a wave, he is an ocean. And when you become the ocean, you become have the same qualities. Does the water from the ocean have different qualities than the ocean? Does it? Suppose I take the water in a glass and this is the ocean. Does the quality differ? When the quality is the same, you're called, right? That is what they say. You can keep analyzing and keep arguing. This is a punartha, This is not a Poonavtar. Go beyond it. Everybody is an avatar. Everybody is an amsha. Everybody is a an ray, And everybody has the potential to become a pun avatar. What are you waiting for? It is in your hand. It's a journey. When Krishna can, why can't I? So, even if...
2: I'm sorry, MJ, this a totally different. Some, like recently, we had something in lynching, you know, a man somewhere down, and all those people who murdered him, just, just for the fun, you know. So, so
0: what qualities do they exhibit? Down down. So, again, what qualities you exhibit? The soul <coughs> that we are inside is hundred percent pure. Have you seen a mangan? Very simple way to understand, you know, we explain it to the children. When you peel the onion, you peel the onion, you peel the onion, what is inside, is there something inside? Does onion have a seed? Mm-hmm. No. It's just the onion. But because of that layers, you cannot blame the <coughs> onion. You cannot say, onion ke kuch hai. It is that layers that are speaking, but ultimately that ray is pure. Jesus, when he was on the cross, what did he say? Forgive them, O oh Lord, they don't know what they do. Because they don't know what their real quality is. Just because they are doing what they are doing because of their layers, that does not mean that they don't have the ray of God in them. They have not made that effort to discover it. That cleansing. And what do these grants do? What does bhakti do? It cleanses you. That is all that it does. When it is coming from outside, it is cleaning you. And when it starts coming from inside, you will know that you are reaching, you are revealing that true self. So when Jesus says on the cross they don't know what they do He is not condemning the soul at all He is condemning the layers He said they don't know what they are Once they know will they be able to do such a thing So we have that full 62, 64 whatever qualities in us We are that drop of that ocean But we don't know Krishna knew Ram knew and then that ray, the minute we make that effort to cleanse, that is when he says, I am there in everybody. You are my ray, you are my ray, you are my ray, you are my ray. Everybody is my ray. But do you know that you are my ray? And if there is if
2: there's a song or a bhajan in Sanskrit and I'm singing it, it gives me a lot of pleasure. I don't know, somehow it moves me so much. I don't understand the meaning and another person is saying
0: why are you singing if you don't know the meaning beautiful isn't it it cleanses you there's again this isn't is it? again we have a
2: <laughs> no gita, gita Jan. that many was people st- tell me oh do they understand what they're chanting exactly
0: beautiful there is a story i'll just take five minutes we are running or short okay Related to DNA. <laughs> ha. There, huh there is Related to our DNA. There's beautiful a
2: beautiful story a child
0: he said, Ki mujhe Gita yaad nahi hoti, father. I don't understand it grandfather, I won't learn it. So he said, okay, why don't you go get me a bucket of water. He emptied the cold bucket, I'll go very fast and he ran. I said, go get it. Now by the time he came, the bucket became empty. He said, Bapa's love, where is the water? Again he went, again he got, again he went, but the water was not coming, the water was not reaching him. He said, grandfather, this is futile, nothing is happening, this bucket has holes. The grandfather said really observe, what we don't do is we observe, we don't observe, observe, what has happened, this coal bucket was black, the entire effort of going to the river and bringing it back, going to the river and bringing that back, now this bucket is shining silver again, my dear child and if you realize that there were holes because of the dirt you could not even see the holes, you can mend it and start filling it, so even if you don't know something and you recite, so when it is coming from outside it is cleaning, and that is the only job of all our scriptures. Because how can somebody teach something to somebody who already knows? The knowledge is there. You are a ray. How will you be taught about something which you already know? The only process is cleaning. You are being cleaned, clean, 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 clean. And then voila, the knowledge is there. And then it starts coming from.
2: And also you enjoy it because your DNA kind of recognizes it. Your cells recognize it. And they kind of uh, reciprocate. And that's how you feel so much of at peace with it. Yeah, because I've been hearing yeah. Ram's this from my mother since I was a kid. Yeah. And I know it by heart. So I just sing it. You and see. my husband's like, why do you, you don't even know the meaning? You never understand Sanskrit? I said, I know the meaning of somewhat, but I
1: don't understand completely. I can't explain it to you, but I understand. No. It, it's there.
0: So, so, beautiful isn't it? So, somewhere the cleaning effect is happening and that's why you like it because your self is slowly trying to reveal itself but then, one more thing is very important over here that we have to understand, we have four prusharattas, right? What are the four prusharattas? Dharm, earth, Kaam and moksha. What is the purpose of these four prusharattas? See, Naraji, when he was sitting there, he learned a lot. What are the four pushats? And what is the purpose of the four pushyats? Why do we do that? What is the meaning of dhan that we don't know? Do we know what is dhan? What is dhan? Righteousness is not dhan because it's a very small part of dhan. What is dhan? Dhan cannot be explained, it has to be understood. Way
2: of life.
0: It is, moreover, yes, it's a way of life. Moreover, let's go a little subtler with an example. Just an example, because certain things cannot be explained in words. What is the dharm of a sugar? What is dharma dharm of sugar? to kya hoga?
2: Put it in coffee?
0: Put it anywhere? Do you know what your dharma is? Have you ever sat and talked to yourself and said, A sugar has dharm, karela has dharm. You put karela in anything, it becomes bitter. Everything holds on to its dharm. What is my dharm? Did you ever question yourself? You don't have a dharm, right? You are like, what Girgit hota hai na? Any color we change. Abhi jayenge to aise ho jayenge, abhi jayenge. No. We have a dharm, that innate dharm is established in our soul. You say na, DNA? Established in our soul. What is your dharm? We heard na, that saint asked, who am I? What is your dharm? Have you ever sat and tried to understand what is your dharma? Sugar has a dharm. That innate thing has a dharm. This chair has a dharm. You have to put your bum and sit on it. What is your... you stand on it. What is your dharma? Have you ever questioned ourselves sometimes? And that dharma, once we know our dharm, then we'll earn earth in the right manner. What is our earth then? Till we don't know what is dharma, how can you progress to earth? And if you don't know what is earth, what is karma? What is moksha? Moksha. So, first, okay, let's do this. Let's this week try to find out what is my dharm. Then we'll go on to earth karma, moksha. Let's us find out what is my dharm. We'll say, my dharm is being a mother. That is not your dharm. That is your bodily dharm. What is your dharm? Your my dharm is to go to office and earn a living for my children. No! That is not your dharm. What is your dharm? My dharm is to protect my children. That is not your dharm. What is your dharm?
2: How will we know?
0: Find out. Question yourself. What is your dharm? To take
2: the name of the Lord.
0: What is your dharm? Is it to take the name of the Lord? Then, the, then Brahma Rishi was doing the right thing, right? Why was he condemned? He said, Munjitu ghumna hai just and take the name of the Lord. Why? Because enjoyment is not our dharm. If a shloka is giving you enjoyment, that is wrong. That means. That is a desire which you are fulfilling. That's what we make a mistake. It is a desire you are nurturing. You are not doing it in the right sense. I come here, I enjoy it. Don't come then if you are just enjoying it. If it it helping you connect somewhere, then come. Because the purpose is not to enjoy. There are so many other things you can do which are better to enjoy, isn't it? Go for a movie, they will give you more enjoyment. So the purpose of these things are not enjoyment. It is not making you feel good. One scene beautifully put it, it in, it is to make you good. It is not about your feelings. It is about making you good. Then what is our dharma? Fine let's figure it out. What is our dharma? So this entire discussion was left with Vyastri. And on this basis, he wrote the Bhagavata. What is, what, is what is the dharma of a bhakt? Are we devotees? One more question. Find out your Mm dharam. Are we devotees? Am I a Bhakt? I am a Ram Bhakt. I am a Krishna Bhakt. I am a... This Bhakt. Bhakti is used so Mm -hmm. liberally. Are you a Bhakt? Go back to the words of the Granth. They are very deep. On earth, shadow of Bhakti is there. When we were talking about the last story, Mm -hmm. we said shadow of Bhakti. I never said Bhakti. Because over here it is written shadow of Bhakti. Bhakti vekund dham Shadow of bhakti came down. What is the shadow of bhakti? What, bhakti? what is bhakti? What is bhakti? What is devotion? Feeling oneness with the God. Longing for oneness with the God. Right? So that is again a desire. You long to become one with the Lord. So, so that is an innate desire. Or always thinking of God. Do everything for the pleasure
2: of God. It what is, is
0: that? Think about it. Think again. What is Dharm?
2: What is Bhakti? Bhatka, one more question. Did the
0: Bhakti was here till all the yugas, in the shadow, did the Bhakti went in kaliyug? No, she's, of, she resides in the heart of the devotees. That is okay. what. She asked Krishna, Ab main kahan uh, where will okay. I be safe in kaliyug? Oh. She said, you go, reside in the heart of the devotees. Okay. But then again, she is there. But again, in Kalyug, there is no knowledge. And only the shadow of the bhakti is there in the heart of the devotees also. Mukti went away. Because we think we are bound, right? Are we bound? Do we need mukti? What is dharm? What What is my dharm? What is bhakti, devotion? And what is mukti? Do I need mukti? Am I bound? Only a bound needs mukti, right? Are you bound? Try to figure it out because the time is up. I can <laughs> go on. Try to figure it out. These are the first six chapters of the first book of Bhagavatam. Where this, they are discussing this. Just imagine. They discuss dhar, mart, moksh. They discuss rajas, tamas, sattva. They discuss the divine lord. And nothing, was, nothing was there and he came. Why? Sutam and Shonaka are sitting, after all, when a Granth is being discovered, discussed by Sut Devji, who is the master of the Puranas, and Shonaka, the discussion has to be of this sort only now. What were we expecting when we entered the Granth, and this is just the beginning. Figure it out, homework, <laughs> because the time is up.